faithandgoodcounsel.com presents Pondering Things Catholic with Father Paul Gross. Father Paul is a particular witness of mercy, faith, and virtue with a gift for seeing the connections of faith, health, and daily life struggles in and through the heart of Christ. I'm your host, Stacy Galino. It's one of my favorite topics any day, anytime, Father Paul, to talk about the sacred heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, but we're going to focus on the sacred heart right now and its relationship to divine mercy and how, Father, the sacred heart of Jesus truly leads us to the very center of who God is and thus who we are, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah. and here's the the catch-22. It's uh, by way of our sins. Oh, <laughs> how does that happen? How does that well, happen? Well, <laughs> we will read from... The Word of God. Yes, please. And we will hear how that how it does happen. From this is from the Gospel of Saint John, chapter nineteen, verses thirty-one through thirty-four. Since it was the day of preparation, in order to prevent the bodies from remaining on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken, and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear. At once there came out blood and water. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Now, you're going to have to make some more connections for us, Father. Okay. (laughs) Because we're getting ready to get really deep, but really immensely beautiful. So tell us. Well, this scripture passage actually is what's read on uh, the Feast of the Sacred Heart. And that's obviously you can see um, why just the heart of Jesus being pierced uh, by the soldier's lance. But before I get right to that part, we want to kind of look at when we speak of the heart of a person, especially within the context of scriptures, we're certainly not speaking about the beating muscle in our chest, but it's really a, it's speaking about the center of the person. And I say that with quotes, the center of the person, it's that the sanctuary where only that person, only us and God meets, right? It's that very sanctuary. I don't know, the holiest of holies within our own soul, where only God and I can, can be, only me and God can be. And we're so longing for that, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. Oh. Just... Well, it's you know, it's a place where not even our own, our, the closest person in, in our in our life, our spouse, you know, or our parents, our best best friend. It's not even a place where they can be, but only it's a place that's reserved for for the Lord and myself. Mm. And so, the center of the person. And so, when we speak about the heart of Jesus, who is both uh, human and divine. We speak about essentially the heart of God. Yeah, you know, we say the, the center of God. If you want to say that, now there may be some theologians that may disagree with some points when I say that. But you know, speaking in a in a very kind of uh, a general way, when we talk about the center of God, if and we know that John has said that God is love, right? So we could say, quote unquote, the center of God is love, right? The heart of God, the heart of our Lord Jesus, is love. Um, and Pope Francis has a beautiful way of saying how, you know, how does love manifest itself in action? Well, but through mercy, yes. right? When we when we show mercy 
towards another, we are manifesting love. And so in the scripture passage, we have the soldier bringing the spear, right? This very, if you think about a spear or any kind of sharp object, it's very sharp, um, it's very pointy, it's very edgy, if you will. Um, and you have this, this point, this edgy instrument, if you will, piercing the soft center of God, right? The heart of Jesus. And I, I, it may be a church father or not, or maybe Father Paul Gross, I don't know. But I like to see this as like, you know, sin. If you think about sin, it's, it's, it's very sharp. It's very pointy. It's very edgy. Right, it divides. It's an instrument um, of torture it's an instrument. and torment. You have torment of death, right? Like a spear. Here we have the, the soldier bringing a spear and piercing that heart. It's almost like us bringing our sins to the heart of God, right? And I've told people when they go to confession, bring your spear with you. Oh, what does that mean? Bring your sins with you, right? Because it's those sins that tear open, if you will, for lack of better words, the heart of God, the heart of Jesus, the soft, if you will, if you think of a heart just being soft and gentle, right? That's the heart of God. And our spears are coming, they're very hard, very sharp, very edgy, um, very uh, pointed, and we're bringing those sins and we're piercing the heart. And what flows from that? Well, it's not condemnation first, right? It's or not condemnation for, first. Or an eye for an eye. Or an eye for an eye, exactly. It's not a, another spear, in return, it's blood and water flows mm. from the heart. Blood and water. That's the response of God towards our sins wow. is blood and water. And what is that blood and water flowing from the heart of Jesus? Well, it represents um, a number of things, but St. Faustina, you know, obviously in the image of the divine mercy image of the two rays coming from the heart of God, representing the mercy of God, right? Mm. Um, it also means the, the sacraments of initiation, the water of baptism, uh, the blood of the Eucharist, uh, those things. Obviously, what's behind those two sacraments is mercy. And so what's flowing from this heart, you know, from, the, from our sins is mercy, you know? Wow. And so how do we get to the heart of God? God's greatest attribute being mercy uh, is by way of our sins, right? And this is that kind of it's a there's it's kind of paradoxical, you know. It kind of turned things upside down on its head. It's usually, it's like, well, how do I get to the heart of God? Is uh, me being a good person so that He'll like me? Mm, <laughs> it all know? depends on me what I do. Exactly, exactly. If I just check these boxes off, right? And yeah. but no, it's by way. And I, this is uh, you know, this is Saint Faustina. This is uh, Saint Therese. This is a lot of the saints who recognized their sinfulness, and this was another podcast we did earlier, recognized our sinfulness, but it was in those places of their sins and how far and how far they fell short of the glory of God. It's in those places that they embraced the love of God, right? Yeah. Rather than looking at those things and being like, well, once I can get over these things, well, then I can get to the love of God. No, it's it's in the sins that we can receive, if you will, receive yeah. the mercy of God. Now, that again, I want to give a little caveat to this. This is not a license to licentiousness, you know? Well, you know, I'll just sin more and I get more the love of God. No, that's when we begin to truly experience the love of God, when we bring our sins like to confession, then we want to 
follow him all the more. Right. You know? And we don't want to hurt his heart anymore. Exactly. We don't want to spear exactly. him anymore. You know, I'm thinking about one of our prior uh, podcasts, Father, when we talked about it was several of them now, harshness with ourselves, harsh view of God, scrupulosity, and just about this, no pun intended, but the point of healing, the very point of that spear as it pierces the heart of the Lord and his response. Can our response be in kind? Can we allow that mercy? Can we receive that mercy, as you mentioned, to pour out onto us and our response to others who have speared us, who have hurt us, us, to respond in the way that the Lord Jesus Christ taught us, God Mm -hmm. himself taught us through and is teaching us evermore through the sacred heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, who had more to forgive than God, you know, with what we did to him? This is just is very, very powerful and very beautiful. And you know what I'm thinking about? This is probably not where you were intending to go with this, but I'm thinking about Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, and how men specifically, we are all made in the image and likeness of God Almighty, but men specifically with regard to their manhood in the image of Christ, pouring out himself for the bride. And just thinking about, just what that means, I guess, to inform the men of our time in how we are to respond to the world, to our our spouses, to our co-workers, you know, in your priestly vocation to your flock. What does the sacred heart mean to you, and how does it inform your spiritual spousal relationship with the church, your spiritual fatherhood? This, you know, even this collegial working relationship that we're having. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? It should so deeply inform it, I would think. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, the sacred heart is, if it's the center of God, then it's, it's our call to, I guess you could say, what we could, what we're heading towards and being informed into. Yeah. Right. And so that's that. Uh, just a couple days ago or yesterday, we had Matthew 5, love your enemies. And you've heard that it is said, to love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, I love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's only, we can only do that with our hearts being formed into the sacred heart. And Amen. what I mean by that is, it, well, this is what Jesus is doing. He's responding not in hatred or in revenge to the spear of our sins, but he's responding to exactly what he asked us to do, to mm-hmm. love and with love, right? And prayer, right? You know, yeah. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. That's how the Lord is responding, right? To quote unquote, we who were his enemies, as St. Paul says, but n- now through his response of love have been transformed, right? Mm. To be his disciples. And it's the same when we have a devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus and we're forming and we're informed in that way, which again, which would be, you know, with the help maybe with Our Lady, obviously, be informed into the heart of Jesus then we can begin to respond in what he's asked us to do. And what I like to call, especially in Matthew 5, where Christianity, where the rubber meets the road, right? Yeah. To love your enemies. That is, if there's anything more countercultural in Christianity, if there's anything that's countercultural in Christianity, it is that, okay. right? Where we're right. trashing each other on Facebook, we're trashing each other on social media. It's very divisive. If they hurt you, I'm hurting you. I'm getting back. You see that in politics. You see that in pop culture. When, when Jesus is saying, no, you're not to respond in revenge or in returning hatred for hatred, but you're to respond as I've responded to you, right? Amen. And that's that that pierced heart, right? That yes. love flowing from the heart. And so 
so as a priest, you're talking about how, how and, and as a man, you know, as a man, uh, it's quote unquote manly in our cult, in our world to respond with, I'm getting back at you, right? Mm-hmm. That's the manly thing to do. When in fact, the manly thing to do is to respond, right, with gentleness and love. This is the, uh, the virtue of meekness. You know, I've, yes. I've preached on the virtue of meekness and, you know, people think meekness and gentleness, oh, that's weak. That's right. weakness. And I ask people, I say, you know what? Tell me if it's weak when you're in a, let's say, an argument with your wife or in your family, whatever, and they respond with something that can be hurtful. It is weak to not to respond by yelling back, right? Ah. By, by mm. responding with more anger. Tell me if, if that is weak. Um, no, that is strength not to respond when somebody maybe respond to you in anger or respond to you with a sharp comment, to not to respond back right with love. Yeah. Right? That is unbelievable strength right there. That is unbelievable um, strength. And, yeah. you know, I'm thinking, too, I'm, uh, all of everything that you're saying, Father, is resonating so deeply in my own pierced heart, my own brokenness, my own story. But I'm, I'm hearkening back to one of our former podcasts where we talked about forgiveness. And I'm thinking about, you know, I I know many of our listeners have have seen the passion of the Christ and those images specifically of Our Lady as she is kissing the feet of our Lord after he has died and the spear is cast into his heart, into his side, and that blood and water poured down on her face. And that image has been very prominent in my prayer in, in past times when, during times of forgiveness, during times of deep, deep brokenness, deep hurt, deep healing that the Lord was purifying me, how can I love like that? Mm-hmm. How can I love my enemy like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very powerful. Very, very powerful. So I love, I'm, I might need some Kleenex in a second because it's so powerful. I mean, it's so beautiful. Yeah. You know, a good speaking about how can I do that, and we're talking about prayer, you know, using that image as in a meditation, you know, is going in your own prayer. If you if you tend towards like imaginative meditation, use your imagination to go before the foot of Jesus on the cross with all the sins you've committed in the past. You know, like think of these things again, not not to remind yourself of the things you've done in the past, but bring them as if that's the spear you're holding, right? Mm. And bring them to Jesus as He longs for that. He thirsts not just for our love, but he thirsts for our sins as well, right? He thirsts for our sins. He wants to take those from us. And so we're bringing our spear to him. We're piercing him with those sins, right? And we're allowing the blood and water to flow upon us, Mm. right? That's a beautiful meditation right there. You can spend a long time meditating on the blood and water, just flowing, 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 cleansing you of uh, your hurts, your wounds, your past sins, you know, whatever it may be, your scrupulosity, right? Just cleansing you, cleansing you, cleansing you, just allowing that blood and water just flow over you, right? That's a that's a good meditation I would send oh, yeah. anybody, you know. Um, really, for the rest of your life. Yeah. Because there will always be some situation <laughs> or some hurt or some, some circumstance that requires that we enter into that place because that teaches us how to respond in that moment to that circumstance circumstance, situation, or person, um, and what true gentleness and meekness and humility are. That is the ultimate strength. And you talk about offering that for your enemies. 
you want to turn them around, you want to turn the situation around, really it's the Lord doing it. You offer just a just a drop of that to the Lord and watch what happens. Yeah. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. Wow, Father, I don't even know what else to say. This was so beautiful. I'm, I'm really just sort of struck. I'm just captivated by the Sacred Heart even more deeply. Um, and I love that certainly we can—St. Faustina's diary— is so beautiful and, and divine mercy, but also the writings. I just want to bring uh, up St. Uh, Margaret Mary Alacoque mm-hmm. and her writings um, get speak get right to the heart, you know, so that maybe that could be some further reading um, and contemplation yeah. if, for your If you listeners. were to read St. Faustina, uh, St. Margaret Mary, uh, St. Therese, in light of what we've just said— yes. They will just flesh out in, in, in much of what I've said in just you know about twenty minutes. They will flesh it out in their beautiful writings um, that Christ gave them, but also writings from themselves. And so, just stay there forever. Really, you could. Don't, yeah. might not even need to move beyond that. <laughs> that's it. Wow. I mean, that you know that that is just so much. If we could just go from our head to our heart in, in what I've just said. We would be journey. saints. We'd be saints. You know, we'd live it out in beautiful ways. Um, mm. And I, I think this is what those three saints we just said they were able to do, and and then also they were able to hand on that teaching uh, to us, right? Mm. Uh, from God. From God. I happen to have the 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 honor to be at a homily where you spoke about this on the feast of the Sacred Heart, and one of the things in my multitude of notes that I took that day was the statement that you said. And I think this is a great way to close, Father. Love is most manifested in mercy. Mm-hmm. Authentic, beautiful, true, godly love. Mm-hmm. Right? That's it. You just said it today, Father. Thank you so much. This has been a beautiful episode of Pondering Things Catholic. See you next time. Mm-hmm.